This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Um, all right. We got three up, three down. We got a Padres series to preview. Before we move into all of that, we want to remind you that you are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Remember to subscribe. Remember to tell everybody you know. Bring them all in. Give us a rate review. We appreciate it so much. The San Diego Padres come into town. And before we get into any nuts and bolts about whether there's any Mauricio Dubon bunt hangover or even just the matchup of two high-level teams. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day, Joe, and you tell me, is this a good thing or the bad thing for Major mm-hmm. League Baseball? If you look at the National League standings right now, there are only six teams who have a winning record. That's it. I know. How many teams make the playoffs this year? Six teams make the playoffs. It's early. We're only at the quarter pole. But any of us with half a brain and one eye can see – who the six best teams are in Major League Baseball. And by the way, it is exactly the six we would have predicted before the year started, which is the Mets in the East, and then the Brewers and the Cardinals in the Central, and the big three in the West Mm -hmm. with the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. I am comfortable already on May 19th sitting here and telling you, I think I know who the six playoff teams are going to (laughs) be, which is like, comforting as a Giants fan but it also feels like we're being robbed of a race because of the expansion of playoffs I don't think it's just the expansion because that is an element I also think like because I've been looking at it as a whole I'm like man the Giants don't have any stars what are we doing well I'll tell you what they're doing they're at least competing because I'm looking at like 11 12 13 teams in all of baseball that aren't even competing and it, honestly, it insults me as a sports fan, but even more so as a baseball fan, that they're doing this to these the Reds. Have you been watching what the Reds are trotting out there? It's disgusting. And so, like, whenever you get mad at the Giants and like, oh, random guy, Luis Gonzalez, random guy X is coming up. It's like, you know what? At least they're trying to pull the lever and trying to win. And they're going to win. They're going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Three of the top eight records in baseball are coming out of the NL West. The best baseball is being played out West. Well, that's true. However, I will say that the last week and a half has shown it's maybe not as powerful as we thought it was. There was that quick minute where everyone had a cup of coffee and they were like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, all five teams have a winning record. And then the Giants played a home and home with the Rockies and they went, yeah, yeah, thanks for playing. (laughs) Get off of my shoulder. You're still the Rockies. The Dodgers, meantime, were like Diamondbacks. You're still the Diamondbacks. You're adorable. Welcome to fourth and fifth place. That's where you're staying. So we'll see if the Padres have more staying power this year. I know there are a couple of teams that we're dismissing. The Braves are the champs. They're a very different team this year. Very different. The the Phillies always have some name value, but the bottom line is, and I know Max Scherzer is now going to be out six to eight. We'll see how that affects the Mets. They're great pitching. 
is not shockingly all getting hurt. So we'll yeah. see if they stick. I'm not saying that there's no room for movement, but no, I hear you. We're a quarter in, and you can clearly tell that's who the top six teams are. And again, as a fan, you're like, yes, the Giants are one of them. On the other side, if you've got these three great teams in the West and you really aren't going to get a true race into September because all they're doing is jockeying for seed, yeah, there's a little something you lose there. No, I, I think you're 100% right. Look, last year was painful and amazing simultaneously. Right. Right? Like, say what you want. Oh, the Giants, all they did was punch a ticket to face the Dodgers. No, that was incredible. That was, inc it might be the true great last pennant race, like in the history of baseball. Like, that's the way I'm viewing it. And, and we'll see what happens here. Forget the pennant race for just a second. I'm very interested to see what this does for activity toward the deadline. Are these teams that are bottom dwellers just going to not trade anyone away are the teams that know they're going to kind of like be in a spot of, of a playoff race are they really going to go that extra mile to try to jump someone to get into the number one seed is it really that incentivized like that's i'm very interested to see how this kind of changes the aggression of teams trying to acquire or trade players as we near that deadline well i think that's one of the reasons you know we had the aforementioned juan soto in a conversation about him is um, you know, they're one of the only teams that we can already look at and say, you're definitely going to be a seller yes. come deadline. But this is a great point that you're bringing up um, and, and not something we think about when we think about expanded playoffs. We think about expanded playoffs, we immediately think, okay, more teams are, are going to be relevant mm -hmm. uh, for, for their fans. And we're also aware that this is a financial play for the owners, more playoffs equals mm -hmm. more money. But we don't think of what you just said, which is that the trade deadline could easily get diluted because everybody <laughs> is going to think that they're in on this thing. We just watched the giants crush through the Rockies. Guess what? The Rockies right now are the, the they're the, they're the first team out. They, they are the seven seed, if it's you crazy. will. And you can watch them. They're two and eight in their last 10. They're not a playoff level baseball no. team. They're not. Uh, but they may think they are, yeah. Uh, you, you know, when we when we get to July, because they're whatever six games under five hundred, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, we're only three games out of a playoff spot. Yeah, it's again. I I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just asking these questions out loud because we're in uncharted territory at this point. We have no idea, and it's just it's something that I keep looking at. And as much as I get frustrated at just the Giants overall, because I want star power. I mean, we want stars in everything. Like I get it. I want Tom Cruise in the movie. Just, just be thankful that the Giants actually care about competing year in and year out. They might not spend $300 million on a free agent because that might just be bad business. But they want to win. That's their business. Their business is trying to win. And I'm just surveying the landscape of baseball. The Colorado Rockies is one that you just brought up. They paid $100 million or whatever it was for Arenado to take a hike. Like, what? Like, you're in the business of paying great players to go away? Couldn't be me. You know what yeah, I mean? So, right. like, just be thankful. And I, believe me, I pull my hair out with the Giants all the time. But they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to try. And I just I salute that. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to three up, three down in just yeah. a sec, but let's dive into the Padres a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interesting spot for them. They're 24 and 14. They're on the last three games of a nine-game road trip. They're four and two so far on that road trip, so they've played moderately well. However, they were playing two of those teams in the East we just mentioned that aren't necessarily all that good this year, Atlanta and Philadelphia. Well, one thing that sort of hops out to me, Philadelphia, well-known as a a great hitters park, Mm -hmm. and uh, they just played a three-game series where all three times the losing team was shut out. It was one three-nothing game, another Mm -hmm. three-nothing game, and then a two-nothing game, which tells me, A, well, they're pitching very well, um, but B, they're not hitting the ball very well. The Giants will face Manaya, Musgrove, and Clevenger, but it's a lineup that'll go against Junis, Rodon, and Wood, in theory, unless the Giants make some changes there. Uh, it's a lineup that's not hitting the ball very well. And now you come to a pitcher's park like Oracle. I know the weather is warm this mm-hmm. week, but I- I'm looking for the Giants pitching staff to really lead the way through this series and see if they can at least grab two out of three. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, and uh, I'm ready to see this matchup because I want Padres-Giants to be a little something-something. Like, that's what I want. And what's crazy, you referencing these shutouts that they've had in the last couple of weeks, heading out of the month of April, okay? If you would have just ended the season right then and there, they were top five in RBIs, uh, runs scored, uh, slugging percentage. Like, the, the Padres were hitting the ball, and so to see them kind of not hit the ball right now over the last couple of weeks is, is quite interesting and Manaya, that's a trade that they made that's a shrewd trade. I like Manaya. I think he fits the ballpark. I think he fits the division. Already given the Giants fits already this year. He pitched a pretty good game, the game I went to. So they need to take two out of three, though. Best believe. I, I, I'm not trying to lose to the Padres again. Yeah, yeah. Just because of what Darren Ruff has done in recent weeks and because Evan Longoria is now back in the lineup, I feel a little bit better about mm-hmm. the Giants' ability to go against a good left-hander like that, uh, but still not great. Uh, still not great. And so typical uh, Padres and Giants, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, some three to two ball games uh, coming up this weekend at, uh, at third and King. Um, Machado okay. shenanigans. What's that? Machado shenanigans. Of course. Of course. If he, it, look, if he's not getting under your skin, um, I don't know. You don't have any skin. Uh, that's, that, that's the way I look at a guy like that. Even if he's not playing well, that guy still bugs me. Um, all right. Three up, three down. Right. Who are you looking at with where the giants are sitting at right now? 
All right, I'm going to give you three names right now that are trending on the way up, and I'm going to give you three names that are trending on the way down, and I'll rat-a-tat-tat them, and you could pick one from each category that you think is either, you know, uh, you shouldn't be alarmed, or, hey, you know, this guy, he's on to something, and I'm feeling good about him. Here's your three up. Darren Ruff, six for his last 15, got 400 batting average the last week. Yastrzemski, really catching fire. Seven RBIs this week. He was seven for 22. Estrada batting 373. Those are my three up, up, up. And here are my three down. Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford combined for 23 strikeouts this week. The only solace I'll take, Crawford had six hits and five RBIs. So he is driving in runs. Uh, is there anybody on the ups or on the downs that you're worried about, or maybe I shouldn't be worried about? Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the ups first. And I want to highlight out of the three that you brought up, uh, Darren Ruff, Mike Yastrzemski, and Tyro Estrada, I want to highlight Darren Ruff because I feel like this is just something um, that was inevitable, if you will. I felt this way about Darren Ruff the whole time. You have. One of those guys, because uh, because of his story, because he's a Farhan find, uh, because he was in Korea not too long ago, people were like, really, is this going to work? And then it works, and it works for two full seasons. And then as soon as he has a bad start, I heard a lot of people jump and ship and say, well, see, this this is who the real Darren Ruff is. No, this is who the real Darren Ruff is. Yeah. This, this guy has always crushed left-handers. He started to crush right-handers last year. He was the king of the hard hit out early in the year. I know that the power numbers are are still down. They're down, yeah. But take a look around the league. Who's not suffering I know. from that? You yeah. know, we were just two weeks ago, we went over all of the massive nine-figure free agents who still hadn't hit their first home run. So the ball is definitely down. And, uh, I mean, my gosh, did you see the other day when Austin Slater got a hold of one and oh even my. did his – he did as many bat flips at Coors Field. I know. And it didn't get out. I couldn't when believe it. When have you ever seen someone think they hit one out at Coors and it wasn't a home run? So the ball is dead. Yes. He, but he, Ruff looks fine to me. And so I'm glad that things are finally starting to fall in for him and he's having some good at bats. On the flip side, look, the Brandons are the Brandons. They're and, streaky. Right. They're going to, we know, we know this story with them and Crawford. Slight overachievement maybe last year anyway. Agreed. So, like, it's going to calm down a little bit. But Jock Peterson, he he ran this team through April. He was outstanding. Joe, I asked you before we sat down to talk about this to not look up his main numbers. I did not. Because they are going to blow you away. The only reason I looked him up because I go, I feel like I've watched every game. <laughs> I can't remember the last time he got a hit. I so I looked either. it up and I go, oh, I'm not crazy. The month of May, Peterson is two for 39. He is two for 39, which is a batting average of 051. Whoa. One of the hits was a pointless home run at the end of that ridiculous That's game right. in St. Louis. That's right. So we're talking about someone who I love that the smile is still on his face. Yeah. And I'm not quote unquote worried about him, but man, this is an epic struggle that this guy is going through here in the month of May. You think it's just the calf injury? Like when, when he hurt the calf and, and he hasn't really recovered or is it, you think this is kind of who he is? He's going to be streaky. I mean, yeah, definitely a streaky player. 
And I always think whenever you're on a hot streak and then you get nailed with an injury, uh, right? There's like a mental side to yeah. when you come back and you're like, I'm supposed to pick up right where I left off. And it Good just point. doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a golfer on the bogey train right now, man. <laughs> and I mean, he just, you know, he's just not hitting those pitches, but typical of the kind of hitter that the giants have, he's going to carry you for three weeks and then he's going to look really, really bad for three weeks, but uh, he'll pop out of it and carry him again. I have no doubt. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine. Look, he's like a 240 hitter at, at when he's going, and he's going to hit bombs. He's going to strike out and look kind of ugly at times and look kind of goofy in a T-shirt. Like, that's kind of who he is. The Brandons, I'm not really worried about, although I would like to see Brandon start to dry, uh, belt drive the ball a little more. On the plus side, Estrada's been so good for this team. So he's becoming their little, like, uh, jerks and profar, where he's got a little positional versatility now. He's hitting the ball on both sides. I really like where he's at. And you brought up Darren Ruff earlier in terms of the hard hit thing. ESPN said a stat on, on for, uh, Sunday night while they were playing the St. Louis Cardinals. They said that Darren Ruff has the exact same average launch angle and exit velocity as Paul Goldschmidt when they averaged out all the different at-bats throughout the yep. year. He has been unfortunate this year. He has had good at-bats, and now you're starting to see it all pay off this week. You know how baseball is. You move to the left, the ball goes to the right. You move to the right, the ball goes to the left. It's all going to even out for him because I do think he is a better ball player than what we saw the first month. And, Darren, I apologize. I jumped the gun a little. He's a really good hitter, man. He's been so consistent for them for a couple of years and such a good story. So, yeah, yeah man, time for some balls to fall in for him and it looks like uh they definitely are all right san diego padres this weekend then the mets without mm. without scherzer mm. are going to come to town we'll circle back with you after the padres series for our next episode it is garlic fries and baseball guys that's joe shasky i'm mark willard make sure that you are subscribed so that you do not miss an episode